What's good? What's good, y'all? Welcome to Wellington Heights Community Church Podcast. We are a multicultural community joining God in a reconciliation of all things through worship, reconciliation, and neighborhood development. I am your host, Pastor Key, and I get to lead Wellington Heights Community Church with my lovely wife, Pastor Stephanie, and a great leadership team. And today we actually have a special guest from our leadership team, John Dorfeld. And he is going to be speaking on something that uh, is really, uh, he's really passionate about, uh, white silence equals violence. And so uh, you're going to want to lean in and and listen to the words that he's saying, because I believe that uh, they will touch us to move toward uh, justice, uh, a holistic justice. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Let's lean in. Let's listen. Hello, my name is John Dorfeld, and I'm part of the leadership team at Wellington Heights Community Church, along with my wife. And I get the pleasure today and the honor to share with you my thoughts on a a topic that it's a new topic uh, for me to really discuss and uh, and ponder, at least especially deeply in in a sense of diving into scripture and, and really asking God, like, what does he want me to see in scripture? And uh, through my journey. And I just want to give props to Keon and Stephanie for, for giving me this opportunity and encouraging me to to do this because, you know, it, this is a, a new step for me, uh, especially in my journey. And, and God's really shown me a lot um, through scripture. And so, so with the tif- difficult topic, I, I turn to scripture because um, that's, that's where I go to figure out God's will and uh, his understanding and about how we should live. And the topic I'm going to dive into today is the notion of white silence equals violence. And for me in my history, and the first time hearing that phrase, it definitely made me unsettled. Um, I didn't like hearing it. And it, and in a lot of ways, I made justifications and excuses on, on why I would be silent or why it was okay to be silent. And, and that you know, I, me as a, as a good Christian and doing good work that I should get a free pass. And it really wasn't until I really started to dive in learning and unlearning and, um, that a lot of what I've been taught in the past just doesn't align with some reality. And especially in regards to the history of our country and the treatment of people of color and how they're treated in our country and how me as a white man has every privilege and advantage given to me. And there's a laundry list of reasons of how we got to where we are today. And really, we all have a story on how we got to where we are today. You know, mine is different from yours. And, you know, I want to I want to touch into that. And just to kind of give you some perspective, I I really feel like my journey of awakening to what people of color experience in our country. I I relate it to my experience of learning Spanish that I, my wife and I actually were at one time fluent in Spanish and it took a long, long way to get there. Like I took four years in high school, three years in college. And even after seven years I still did not feel like I knew the language very well. And it wasn't until I went to Chile and was immersed in the culture and living with a family that didn't know any English 
that I began to start to feel more confident in my ability to speak the language. I knew it on paper. It took me seven years to be really confident of it on paper, but when it came to speaking about it, it didn't happen until I was immersed in the culture. And and even then, being fluent in my definition, my family, which we had a ton of fun um, based on my poor vocabulary, um, that they saw me like a five-year-old in the language. And so I may be extremely fluent in English, you know, from birth. It's what I know. It's what it's been engraved in me. It's super easy. I'll never lose it. Um, but with the second language, especially learning it later in life, which usually a second language a lot of us do, it's very hard. And I'll never be fully fluent like uh, my family in Chile. And because I, I'll, I'll never have that lived experience and I'll never be able to get there. And I, I view that, I, I share that with how my, it's, it's similar to my journey of understanding uh, what people of color experience in our country. And my process is, you know, there's this process of learning and you really have to learn a long time before you get that confidence to speak out. And, you know, it, it may not take that seven years like it did for me. And some people pick up language quicker than me. And I understand that. But, you know, it, it's a process. And in my process, I'm feeling more confident of speaking out on these things because I have learned and unlearned a lot about our history. And so now, I yeah, and so that, that gives you some perspective on, on where I'm coming from. And, you know, and so... That takes me into our topic today of white silence equals violence and how we can look at, at scripture on what it talks about that. And so I've learned in the beginning of my journey that some silence was okay. And it was okay in the sense that if you're learning and listening with a clear mind, as Paul says in 2 Timothy. That if we are trying to hear the other side, hear differences of opinions, try to understand where the other side, understand actual lived experiences, that is where silence is key because we need to be able to hear and understand and process the other side. And not just our side, but the other side. And I think that's a key point where white silence is important for us to be able to listen to those that are hurting, listen to that other side, the other perspective, the people of color that are living it every day. And who knows, who knows it better than those that are actually living it? And those are the one, the and the ones that are crying out, and yet we aren't listening. And so, in a lot of ways, this day and age, we can get a lot of information a lot of different ways, 
And there are a ton of great resources out there for us to learn and to unlearn and to dive in. And I've, I personally have found a tremendous amount of uh, good, good resources and, and really examining where are we getting our information? Is it only from people that look like us? Or are we hearing voices of people that don't look like us? Like, I think that is a very key point. And when you look at, uh, give yourself, analyze where you're at, honestly, it can be eye-opening. It was eye-opening for me. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's just a ton of resources out there. And this is a day and age where we, there's so much out there that we, we don't have the excuse to say you can't find the information. I mean, there there's just so much out there. And as I speak, there you can reach out to me. That Stephanie has given me so many great resources. Keon has given me so many resources. And you know, please reach out if this convicts you to want to learn more because there there's so many at our disposal. I I can share with you some that have helped me along my journey. And I just, yeah, I encourage you to reach out to one of us or to um, someone on our leadership team. Yeah, my my wife and I have, it's it's been great for us to be able to, to be on this journey together, like to be able to talk through a lot of difficult things. And you know, where we both, just my wife and I have different stories and histories of where we got to where we are today. And yet we're, we can learn from each other and and see where God is in line with getting like being anti-racist and and so um that that rant i mean that, that kind of wraps up where my where silence is okay um where white silence is okay and so now i want to kind of flip it on the other side of where where white silence is violence and this can be taken a number of ways and as i said all of my thought process and diving in has been through prayer and diving into scripture, and I really am grateful to God and to the relationships I have for for leading me to to scriptures and um, great conversations, and uh, to really talk through this topic. Um, so the one I want to start with is the parable of the sower from Matthew 13, and I'm just going to dive in and read this, and afterwards I'm going to kind of give give a brief explanation and then but then dive in on the other side of how there is another perspective that relates to the topic of our white silence equals violence. And so yeah, this is from Matthew 13. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop of 160 or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Then Jesus later explained, When anyone hears a message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is a seed sown along the path. 
The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. This is the word of God. So I just really love that parable. I mean, there's just so much imagery in there and your understanding of us as a people and us as Christians and how us speaking those truths of those seeds, speaking those seeds of truth and by loving others, we're, we're planting those seeds and we can be that farmer. God gives us the ability and the tools to be that farmer. And it's just an amazing gift that we have. And, and I just, um, I just love that imagery because we can plant seeds. It doesn't just have to be the truth. It can be love. Like we can be farmers that plant seeds of love as God calls us to love others as he loves our, as we love ourselves. And it's just uh, in how we love God, how we can be that example. And the thing is that how people's hearts are open to the word, open to love, you know, we don't have control on their hearts and the soil that is of their hearts and how it's going to be received like that that is up to god that is not not in our control and how god is working in them is 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 not up to us we're we're just called to be the farmer and we just don't know how those seeds will take but we are just called to keep planting those seeds in christ's name with love and so I really want to think about that on the other side of what if those what if we as farmers are planting bad seeds and how white silence equals violence in the midst of those seeds being planted. And so how I thought about that was on the on the other side there so we got evil in the world. Yes, we all know that there's there's evil in the world out there and that bad seeds are being planted like evil seeds are being planted evil going on around us it's evil seeds being planted and that anyone can be that farmer and and so what we're breaking down are those evil seeds and think of i think of a lot of ways that we're seeing evil seeds being planted in front of us on a daily basis and one of those evil seeds is racism and that can be in the form of microaggressions, uh, race, racist comments, uh, just how generalizations are used of, of people of color or just uh, in, in many different topics. And this is just, this is a small piece of the puzzle of racism, but this is where in a beginning sense of how, we're, how to fight racism, how we as people of God, how we as white people of God can be able to be interceding in these evil seeds being planted right in front of us. And, and so a lot of, a lot of times we are those farmers planting those bad seeds of evil. And we don't even know it. We don't even know the seeds that we have, that we have been ingrained to believe since birth that they weren't that bad. 
that it was okay, it was funny, blah, 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 that these seeds that we're planting were bad, but we didn't know. And, and a lot of times, no one spoke up about it in our circles. And so where this white silence comes into play, and I'll speak for myself as a white man, I am in many conversations in a day, in a week, where racism occurs and I didn't even notice until I started to learn and listen to perspectives of others and starting to understand how those comments are are being planted right in front of us and how some of those seeds are being taken in people's hearts in different ways. You know, I may have rejected an evil seed, like it's not entering my heart, but by staying silent, there may be others in that group that it is planning firmly and they are going to continue carrying out those bad seeds growing in their heart. And if those seeds are racism, we are seeing that over centuries of where it is just a part of everything. Like it is just ingrained in everything and we just don't even realize it sometimes. And that's where we need to get better of, of that learning, of that diving in. Are we listening? Are we being silent to listen to those crying out? Or are we being, are we being the ones being silent in our circles as evil seeds are being planted? And so I will admit, I was, I have definitely been one of those that didn't speak up. And even though I knew it was wrong, I didn't do anything about it. And that's where the problem lays. That there is evil going on right in front of us and we do nothing about it. We are allowing the devil to plant seeds in other people's hearts and we don't know what that soil is like in their hearts, but it could fester and we're just letting it happen. If we aren't able to speak truth in a loving way and plant seeds of goodness, we are allowing the devil to plant these seeds of hate and division and it needs to stop. We can't allow our fear or not understanding or whatever other excuse we have, like not being ready. We need to be able to better equip our people to have those conversations, to speak up for what is right, and to be able to do it in a way that doesn't divide but brings us together. And I think a lot of people that might be listening to this can probably agree that it can be tough to have a conversation with people nowadays, especially with someone with a differing opinion. And everyone feels like they're right about a certain subject and that we just unfortunately are rarely blessed with the opportunity to have a fruitful conversation with someone with a differing viewpoint. So I really hope and challenge our church. And I, I, I talk as, a, as a, the greater church. We need to be better. We need to better equip our people to plant the seeds of goodness, especially during these tough conversations. You know, especially in, and more specifically about racism. You know, what are we as a church doing to talk about racism and that has infiltrated everything? You know, it is a very, very frequent topic 
everywhere except the church. Why is that? Why won't we talk about an evil that is very prevalent in our world that is hurting not only a large group of people, but also other Christians? And so I, yeah, the question I ask is, so how are we, how are we cultivating our people or how are, how are we cultivating our people and cultivating the soil in order to deflect the evil seeds, but also to be a people that is able to confidently and lovingly intercede when evil seeds are being planted. And as Ellie Weisel said, silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. I think in a lot of we a lot of ways we as a church don't even realize that by staying silent, by not equipping our people, bad seeds are being planted everywhere right in front of us, and we ignore it. We need to do better. And I speak for myself and my experience. I need to do better. And I, I, I recognize the privilege that I have. And that white privilege is a real thing that I take full ownership for. And that it's there. And I just ignored it. And I'm able to sit by in my comfy life and be able to surround myself with people like me wherever I go. And I, that I have so much freedom in my life and freedom that people of color don't. You know, we, we're the land of the free, yet our freedoms are different. Or one group has more freedoms than the other. Like it's, it's baffling sometimes when we really think about it. You know, for example, I can be free to ignore the hurts of others while others are living it every day and they can't hide from it because it follows them wherever they go. I can just turn it off. People of color can't. So I'm trying to do better every day, every conversation, by not letting silence win, by not letting the devil plant seeds in front of me, and I let him. We have to stand up to the evil that happens right in front of us all the time. And to be able to do it like Jesus, with love, with care, but also with truth. And I really feel as Christians, we need to do better. Better by not being silent, because by staying silent as a church and followers of Christ, we're watching the devil win. We can't let him win. Will you pray with me? Loving God, I thank you for always being that source of hope, that source of wisdom, that source of truth. Thank you for your example of love and your conviction to help us to be more like you. And I ask you, Lord, to give us the strength and wisdom to be able to plant those seeds, the seeds you have given us, Lord, through your example and your word, to those in our circles, in our conversations, and to be able to promote conversation and truth that your seeds, Lord, and not the devil's, will be planted. That your seeds, Lord, will be planted. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Hey, thank you so much for listening. Remember to turn on your notifications to be the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to like and share this podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are relying upon the benevolent gifts of donors to continue our ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give a gift at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Hey, thank you and be blessed.